0: My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Today we celebrate the memorial of St. Faustina, to whom our Lord delivered the message of his divine mercy. She's just one of many saints to whom that message has been delivered, and yet that message is so wonderfully powerful and so important that it's worth delivering many times. Because, Lord, we tend to forget. We tend to forget Because our mercy, our idea of mercy, I think, is so limited that we tend to forget that you are the God of mercies. And the people of God throughout the ages have given themselves helps to remember that. So the Psalms, every other Psalm, it it, it seems, gives glory to God for his mercy. Yes, for his goodness, yes, for his power, but for his mercy most of all. The word mercy pops up in reference to you, Lord, time and time and time again. And it's a powerful message, one that we often forget. The diary of Sister Faustina is an account of her encounters with Jesus, these beautiful revelations. At one point, our Lord, speaking to her, says, My heart overflows with great mercy for souls, and especially for poor sinners. If only they could understand that I am the best of fathers to them, and that is, that it is for them that the blood and water flowed from my heart as from a fount of overflowing with mercy. Overflowing with mercy. Mercy that is especially for sinners. Our Lord has come for sinners. Not for the righteous, but for sinners. He has said so himself. And again he says, I desire trust from my creatures. Encourage souls to place great trust in me. Great trust in my fathomless mercy. Let the weak, sinful soul have no fear to approach me. For even if it had more sins than there are grains of sand in the world, all would be drowned in the unmeasurable depths of my mercy. We speak about mercy tonight because once again, we often forget. And our Lord will often remind us. We are so prone to forget. I mean, we look at the cross, this, the instrument of our salvation, this instrument of torture and death that our Lord uses as the means of our redemption. We see the great lengths to which our Lord will go to us every day, many times a day, hundreds of times a day, and yet we forget. We say at the beginning of Holy Mass, Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Kyrie eleison, Lord have mercy. God have mercy, Lord have mercy. And yet, we still forget. Lord, help us not to forget. Help us not to forget that you are always merciful, that the humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. In his way of the cross, St. Josemaria helps us to enter into That way. He helps us to to walk with our Lord, to to witness the great lengths of love that our Lord will go to and meditate upon them. And he encourages us to look upon the bloody and beaten body of Jesus. He writes on the station for the scourging at the pillar it is the last extreme of human cruelty. Finally, exhausted, they unbind Jesus. And the body of Christ yields to pain and falls limp, broken and half dead. You and I are unable to speak. Words are not needed. Look at him. Look at him. Slowly. After this, can you ever fear penance? And I like to repeat those words tonight. Our Lord has made Himself so small that we may know His love and in adoration. That's precisely what we do. We look at Him, look at Him for a half hour, an hour, even more, and seeing the great lengths our, lo- our Lord will go to for love of us. Can we ever fear penance? The answer is no. We are reminded all the time, Lord, of our need for mercy. And that's why the, the prayer of the church is so important. That Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Kyrie eleison. Because, Lord, we know that we need your mercy. Once again, St. Josemaria writes, If the forgiveness we need had to be won by our forgiveness... By our own merits, we could only be capable of a bitter sadness. But because of God's goodness, forgiveness comes from his mercy. And we praise him. Gloria, for you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are Jesus Christ, the Most High, with the Holy Spirit and the glory of God the Father. You alone, Lord, can give us this mercy. You alone Lord can wash us clean from our sin and you do so. So let us never forget. The psalms once again are just filled with this confidence in our Lord's mercy and in the imploring of our Lord's mercy. Psalm 25 says, "To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Oh my God, in you I trust." Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exult over me. And once again, this theme of trust comes up. If the Lord indeed is mercy, we we need to put our trust in him. Give our hearts to him. Pour out our hearts before him. Trust in the mercy of the Lord. He will not turn you away. And our Lord instructed Faustina, when the image of him, of his, of how he appeared to her, was painted, he said, upon this image write, Jesus, I trust in you. So Lord, we say it again to you. Jesus, I trust in you. I trust in your love. I trust in your mercy. I trust that come what may, you are with me. Even if I don't feel it, Lord Jesus, I I trust in you. I make an act of faith now. And let that act of faith fill me with faith. For you will not be outdone in generosity. Lord, your entire mission is mercy. Everything you've done, you've done for love of us, for mercy of us, for that we may be reconciled to you. Once again, St. Maria says, The life of Jesus is a summary and compendium of the story of divine mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And on another occasion our Lord said, Be merciful, therefore, even as your Father is merciful. Many other scenes of the gospel have also made a deep impact on us. Such as his forgiveness of the adulterous woman, the parable of the prodigal son, that of the lost sheep, that of the pardoned debtor, the resurrection of the son of the widow at name. Time and time and time again, you take pity on us. You are merciful. So, Lord, increase our trust. Help us to trust in you. Jose Maria continues, What security should be ours in considering the mercy of the Lord? He has but to cry for redress, and I, the ever-merciful, will listen to him. It is an invitation, a promise that he will not fail to fulfill. Let us therefore draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. There is a name for the place that surrounds the ark of your presence in the Old Testament, Lord. The place where it was set up, first in the tent and then in the temple. And that place is called the mercy seat. That in your presence, the misery of humanity meets the mercy of God. And it has... For not just 2,000, but several thousand years. That in your temple, where you dwell, is called the mercy seat. That's not without accent. For you have come to give us mercy and give it abundantly. Now, perhaps we think that there's something in our lives that cannot be forgiven. There's a repeated sin perhaps. Ah, he couldn't forgive that. There's a, such a such a terrible thing, an unforgivable sin. If we think that we're watching too much Harry Potter. There's no such thing as an unforgivable sin. Not for the God of mercy. You see, our sin does not horrify our Lord. Our Lord is not afraid of it. It saddens him, to be sure. Our Lord weeps over Jerusalem, and he is saddened by any separation from a soul whom he has thought of and loved for all eternity. But sin will not stop love himself, it will not stop him from accomplishing what he came to accomplish the forgiveness of sins, the reconciliation of his sons and daughters. Lord, this is your way. This is what you do. You came to forgive, not to let us pass away under the miserable weight of sin. The 32nd Psalm tells us that forgiveness favors the bold. I turn to you, Lord, in time of trouble And you fill me with the joy of salvation. And this is what consistently happens when we turn to God with faith in our need, our brokenness and sin, you heal us. You forgive us every time. So let's be confident. Let's be confident Christians in the mercy of our Lord. Let's be bold hearing this good news. Be filled with confidence in God's love and mercy so much so that we see our sins not as the end of the road but as an opportunity to be reunited with God. To receive from Him love and mercy. And this happens all the time. We, We, the penitent, go to confession hanging our head low, crushed by the weight of sin and shame, and leave free of our burdens full of joy, holding our head high. Sometimes I'm, as a confessor, overcome by the grace of that moment, of God gently reconciling a soul to himself. I'm a bit giddy in the confessional. It's a, it's a place of great joy. Praise God, I say. And I have to apologize sometimes for my sheer joy in witnessing a soul be reconciled to God and freed from the sickness of sin. So let's be joyful in experiencing reconciliation with God. My spiritual director years ago told me that uh, he, was a, he was a chaplain for some religious sisters. And among them were perhaps um, some of the holiest people he had ever met. And so confident and joyful were they in the mercy of God, so overjoyed at his work of forgiveness, that they didn't just say their sins. He had to turn up the little noisemaker outside the confessional because they sang their sins. Now, I'm not saying you need to sing your sins, right? But so overjoyed were they to know that when they confess their sins with a humble, contrite heart, our Lord forgives it, that they were already rejoicing. Let's be bold. Let's be bold as they are. Be bold as that man who said to our Lord, If you will it, you can make me clean. And you will not have to wait long to hear the Master's reply, I will it. Be made clean. And hear those words, I absolve you from your sins. And if we still find that there is a certain fear in approaching the mercy seat, in approaching God, the Father of mercies, let's turn to Our Lady. Our Lady, whose Heart, let's remember, has, from the moment of her conception, experienced by a singular grace the redemptive work of our Lord. That he has preserved her from all sin. So in part, that's why she rejoices in the Lord, because he has done great things for her. He has preserved her from sin. So we ask her to help us to proclaim the goodness of the Lord, to have joy in the Lord, to be confident in the Lord. She who said, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. May our souls do the same. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this time of prayer. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.